welcome back to the second hour of uh, Tip Today. Big reaction to John Harney speaking to me earlier on, just to give you some of uh, that correspondence. A listener says John had, has voiced good, valid points that most of us agree with. Uh, Richie is in Newcastle. He says uh, John is spot on. The heart and soul has been taken out of society and sadly it's all a doom and gloom at the moment. Another listener saying, well done John Harney. We need a lot more like him straight talking about everyday life issues and that's just a taste of what has uh, come into us uh, following my chat with uh, John. Uh, Fran, listening to you speaking to John Nallon of the Manila Hotel yesterday, I have to agree 100%. Uh, we had at one stage in Feathered 11 pubs. We now have three. We have two shops. Our lovely town is deserted. My sister was away from home for a whole month due to family circumstances. Uh, when she came back home, her ESB bill arrived. It was €800 Euro for two months, but one of those months was the month she was away. When she queried it, she got no help whatsoever. No matter who runs our country, we do not seem to be winning. And uh, what about Bertie uh, wanting to return? Don't get me started. Rant over, Fran. Be safe, says Kay on 83 now we're well aware that there's a huge financial strain on families at the moment with more people than ever before availing of food banks. Well, our reporter, Alison Highland, is at the food bank in Nina this morning. Good morning to you, Ali. Good morning, Fran. Yes, I'm here at Loretto House on Kenyon Street in Nina at the food bank and it's collection day here at the food bank, so it's bustling. And I have a number of people to speak to because there was um, reports during the week about the huge pressure facing uh, facilities like this and organizations like this of course we are going through a cost of living crisis and even though some urban centers and similar food banks and urban centers are reporting up to 100 percent of an increase in the people trying to access services here so we wanted to see if that's reflected in tipperary so i'm delighted to be joined by a number of people now first of all by the founder of the nina food bank who's sandra farrell Sandra, could you tell me, first of all, when did you set up the food bank here on Kenyon Street? Uh, first of all, good morning, everyone. Uh, so we set up about six years ago. So we moved, I suppose, from strength to strength. Unfortunately, the need has grown here in the town and actually all in our tip. Like this morning, we had people coming from Ross Grey, we had Thurless and even up, you know, close to Newport borders. And we've seen our numbers probably grow 150% wow. uh, since we started. And our peak time is usually the Christmas period. Uh, we had 150 food parcels given out uh, over December. January then, you know, it kind of peaks out about 100 food, food parcels again. But that'll grow again in the next few weeks up to the numbers of 150. And what inspired you to set it up? What was it that you were seeing that you felt this needs to happen in Nina? Yeah, very strange thing, actually. I was over in India. India and uh, the person I was visiting they do a lot of charity work and distribute food to the most need and it just something relies sometimes you just have to move away to actually see that your own town and your own area needs that support as well and I said well if I can distribute food on the streets of Delhi I know that that need is actually needed in yeah. uh, Nina and our tip and I decided to contact Midwest Simon and we got food through the Fed program which is European funding so we give out a non-perishable food here uh, to families and the most needed and uh, that was kind of the start of it and it has grown and the amount of volunteers we have as well we couldn't do without all the supports of the volunteers so it's been and we'll speak to a couple of them in a few minutes but in terms of setting it up was that difficult um i always feel you know if i get an idea i run with it and uh 
I also think if an idea comes from the right place and you're helping the right people, well, then it works out. Yeah. So there's very little hurdles. Uh, Midwest Simon were only delighted to support us here in the North Tip area because they, from their own research, knew that we actually required uh, supports for people in this area. They had an amount of people coming in on the buses daily uh, into Limerick to collect food parcels. So I suppose we were supporting them through that process. So a lot of those people would have been coming from North Tipperary into Limerick to get to avail of those. Absolutely. JJ Cavanagh's bus, you know, the people in the morning going, over, going in, they probably paid a bus fare just to pick up a bag of food. But I suppose the bag of food contains, you know, non-perishable goods like tins of beans, peas, cereals, pastas, fish, tuna, canned uh, foods and probably the worth of the bag now because of inflation prices yeah. you're probably we're probably giving out a bag worth about 40 euro yeah. to each person and that's a lot of food you know and it will help a few meals for families at least anyway during that fortnight period and where's the food coming from is it um, large supermarkets that are donating or where is it coming from uh, so what happens is through the fed program uh, money is injected here into ireland uh, sign midwest applies for that funding and they buy in bulk then from warehouses and they from the large providers they stored in the warehouses and then we have a great guy called John Heffernan uh, he gives his time voluntary once a month to win with his truck to actually bring out the food here and uh, we're very lucky we wouldn't yeah. be able to do it without the massive volunteering effort here in North Hip. and I know you're at the head but there's a lot of volunteers as well I know that but I know you God you're looking at me in disgust now but you did set it up in fairness to you but I know you do rely on a big team of people to keep it going here as well and particularly the volunteers how many volunteers do you have here now? Uh, we have between 10 and 12 volunteers. Uh, our numbers go up and down. People come, they stay with us a while. Uh, always people want to um, come and uh, give time to us and we're delighted because it's not just one day of fortnight we're here. Yeah. So you have Brida, Marie, Viv, uh, you have Brian, you have John, you have uh, um, a number of other people that come one or two evenings a week to bag the food and have it ready for today. Yeah. So it's not just two hours a fortnight that they give, it's probably two hours a week out of their own valuable time. And uh, other than that, I, I just wouldn't be able to do this on my own. And uh, they're an amazing group of people. And what I love about them is confidentiality. And what I, you will notice here today is that people come to the door, we know their faces, we have a chat with them, we see how their families are doing, how are they doing, I might even know that they're sick, like one lady came to the door this morning, you were there for that conversation, she wanted to tell me that a lady that comes here actually uh, is quite ill at the moment, she's in palliative care, so things like that, it's like a, we form a family and community, and what I love is that when a new person comes to the door, you know, they get a warm, welcoming smile. Yeah. And that's so important. And the biggest thing I always say is non-judgment. Yeah. If any of my volunteers start to judge people, I really don't want them here. Because it takes a lot of courage to come to the door, give your name and ask for a bag of food. Yeah. And whether you pull up in a 2023 car or a 30-year-old car, it doesn't matter because we all tend to judge. And I really advocate here for the food bank is non-judgment. You know, it takes a lot of courage. Would you get people that would come up to you and say, oh, Sandra, I don't know now, should that person, do, do they really deserve a bag of food? Would you get that from people? Absolutely. In the six years, you know, even last night I was chatting to a friend. I said, sure, the wrong people get it. Who are we to judge who the wrong people are? Yeah. You know, and I always say, if people take a bag of food that don't require it, then it's their karma they're creating for themselves. Yeah. So we just give it non-judgment and let whatever happens, happens. And how have you seen the numbers increase? 
then over the last few months even? A few months, yes. Yeah. So I suppose with the influx of the Ukrainians uh, because of the war, uh, we've seen our numbers jump dramatically uh, from last April. But I was just saying there, we, we noticed in the last few weeks that the numbers have been down for people, the Ukrainians coming. And we found out actually lots of them are in employment and they don't require the food parcel. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, so that's a good news story yeah. that people are not dependent on the food banks, uh, especially the Ukrainians that come into town. They have work actually um, uh, secured. I think yeah. that's fantastic. But definitely November, December, our numbers jun ju jumped from 100 food parcels to 150, 163 food parcels we give out Christmas week. Yeah, and then we also run the Christmas Day dinner. So uh, lots of our people that get the food bags here actually come to the, uh, we give uh, Christmas Day dinner delivered as well. Yeah. And there was families over Christmas that didn't want a dinner delivered to them, but what we did, we got funding secured uh, from private donations to get turkeys and hams and give them out to the families and give them a 50 euro voucher then that can go buy their own fruit and veg and whatever else they need it. So it's, it's, just, a, it's just a really rewarding uh, work that we do. But as I say, I can't do it without the volunteers. So they're an amazing group. And we have a couple of them here as well. Viv, I might start with yourself. What led to you becoming involved and, and working as a volunteer here at the Food Bank? Well, I was uh, I retired from uh, paid work at the end of 2019, and so I was looking to do something useful with my time. And I registered with the volunteer centre for Tipperary, and it came up for the food bank. Um, and so I came along, and I've been a volunteer here now for just over three years. And it's it's a way of being able to support other people. Uh, do something uh, particularly useful and help others um, who, who, for whatever reason, are less fortunate than myself. Yeah. Um, and as Sandra said, you know, we've seen a sort of steady increase. And so it's important that we keep the number of volunteers up to, to be able to provide the service to others. I'd imagine then as well, some people might assume that there's a certain demographic of people who comes to a food bank, but it's across different ages, different demographics, different geography. It really is. It, it, it's old and it's young. Um, and as Sandra said, you know, it's non-judgmental. You know, people come because they're in need and it's not for us to judge, you know, why they're in need, you know. Yeah. I mean, people talk about, you know, walk a mile in our shoes, you know, around mental health, but it's the same issue. You know, we, we've no idea why people need that support. It's just that we're here and we can help them at least every other week, provide them with food that they're, they're non-perishable so they can take them home and they've got something to be able to help them th through the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Sandra as well was talking about the, the judgment of people. Do you find that people are coming to the door maybe who maybe are a bit ashamed or embarrassed to be here, even though they shouldn't be, but is there that feeling? We've, we've, we've had odd people who've come perhaps for the first time and not so much embarrassed, but they're not really sure what they need to do. They've yeah. been made aware of the service, and so they've 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 presented themselves at the door, and they're not really sure. So we're able to sort of support them and explain what what they need to do, and yeah. essentially they just need to turn to turn up to the door, present themselves, give us that, their name, so that we can then provide them with a bag whether it's for them for a family or for themselves as a single person. Because that's an important distinction to make as well. You do bags for, for families and for single yes. people. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, it's not just... Because there are a lot of single people around that are struggling as well as families. Yeah. Um, and so we do provide uh, the same 
it's the same type of, of provisions, but obviously just for a single person. Uh, Brida is another one of the volunteers here as well, and she's with me. Morning, Brida. Morning, how are you? Good to talk to you this morning. How long have you been here? Well, I suppose I've been here really maybe the second year of it or whatever, right. since it started. So. And what led to you getting involved? Well, I suppose I know Sandra well, and... I would, I would have great reason for to be involved with a food bank yeah. because I would know a lot of families in town that would be very, you know, they just would be need, very needy, yeah. you know. And Viv was making the point as well about it being a bit of a social outlet for people. I mean, I'm sure there's people that will come to the door and you might be the only face they'll see in the day. Oh, definitely. And like laughs, we do have loads of laughs with them, you know, and when they're in need, we kind of help them to see that there's bright days ahead and great days ahead and there's good people around. And I suppose really and truly that's all you need when you're in trouble you know, especially with regard to food, you need somebody that's a bit of empathy in them and will, you know, will, I suppose, give a bit of joy to them as well, yeah. that they're not at the bottom. They're yeah. not at tipping the bottom. And that's what would worry me, yeah. you know, because that can, you know, obviously your mind is, and your food is controlling, you know, both ends such. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think it is the best thing yeah. You, have, you know, we, you have your pride leaving here. Yeah. You know, there is no, just no, nothing else, just pure empathy for everyone, I think. Would you be afraid there's people who should be coming that for whatever reason aren't coming? I would like, I would like if they would realise some, maybe that uh, would be ashamed or anything, that there's no shame and that it will be all done very quietly, very politely. If they don't want to be seen at the door, then we will see them, you know in here without having to kind of if they feel that they can't stand you know that yeah. sort of way because there is some people that can't do that and I think yeah you are right there is yeah. maybe the odd few but you'd hope that they would they think you know we can approach them yeah. we can do this you know so hopefully that you know and I know you've bags that are made up as well and you'll do them up if you have to. Has there ever been a time you've run out of bags or run out of supplies? Oh, we have. We have we have run down completely on supplies, you know, bef say several several times. What do we do? We divide and multiply as the same would go, like the Lord. Yeah. We kind of share what we have. Now, it's hard sometimes because the numbers were massive. November, December, you know, was cruel here. It was very hard and, yeah. you know here. Oh, it was hard, like, we're ringing Sandra then, saying what, you know, and like, I mean, she's she's absolutely brilliant with the help and the whole lot. And I just you don't on. want to be turning anyone away, like, that would be no, the, the big no, fear. Yeah, no, and, and, and we try, and, 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 you know, we won't, we'll divide and yeah. try and do the best we can with what we have, and that's what it's all about, dividing and helping. You know. Fair play. Would you would you love to see more volunteers coming in, maybe to help? Um, we we kind of have quite a few, but God, we'll never turn anyone yeah. away. You know that sort of way. But it's kind of there's there's loads of fun, and we have a laugh, and we have our tea, our mugs of tea, and our chats ourselves, and just fun, yeah. really. Like as in, we make it fun, you know. But now, is it time consuming? Yeah, and we have the time to give, which is great, you know. And that's I suppose.
Is there anything you can do to help, even if it's to donate food? And I'll talk to Sandra about that just before we finish up. Thanks for that, Brida. Um, I'm going to talk now, friend, to a couple of the service users who are here. And Pat and Nicola are with me. Pat, how long have you been using the service here? Well, I've been using service about a year and a half now. Yeah. And uh, in fairness to the service and Sandra and all the girls there, uh, they've done great work to help people like me, you know. Because uh, the cost of living today, it's uh, up and down all the time. Uh, you go to shop, like, you know, you have to have more money to meet your uh, uh, cost for, you know, your uh, weekly shop and all that kind of yeah. thing. And fuel has gone up, uh, petrol and diesel and, say, home heating, oil, coal, all that's gone up the whole time, you know. And it's gone beyond uh, what people have now in social welfare. The, they should really look at, like, a disability living allowance, say, for um, disability and pensions and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's uh, what I say, like, all the girls here, like, have done great work over the years to help people, like, you know, in local areas and outside as well. Yeah. And when you first started coming here then, did you feel like... Were you, like, you, I would just hate for anyone to, to be afraid to come here. So was there any kind of reluctance from you or shyness or anything like that coming? Well, I suppose you'd always be shy, like, yeah. in the fact that you think, like, you know, that you're at that level, uh, say, that you're... Uh, that you're money that you have won't cover your weekly shop like yeah. you know and you, you say this is the last step really but no it's not like because the people here like are very helpful like yeah. you know and uh, greet you like it's a uh, would uh, no questions asked at all like they'll just try and help you in every way they can yeah. yeah what does it mean for your life then if you weren't to get the bag of food that you get here every couple of weeks what would that mean for you well, that means, like, you know, uh, I can. you'd have to go out, like, for uh, every, uh, so often, like, you know, you just haven't uh, enough to keep going, really, you know. Yeah. And it's not only that, like, it's the camaraderie of meeting people, like, and talking to people as well, like, you know. So it, from a point of view, from a food point of view, it's one thing, but from your health point of view, it's a, it's a great thing to meet people every week as well, like, when you yeah. come to the centre, like, you know. And you're from outside of the town then as well, so you travel in to come here. Well, I do travel in, but, uh, you know, uh, as long as we can put fuel in the car to come in, we're, yeah. we're doing all right, but, like, say, uh, when the time comes, like if we can't afford to do that, uh, then it's it's going to be a different story. But as I said, like uh, the people here are very good, like and they'll always try and accommodate you in somewhere they can, you know. Yeah. And people shouldn't be afraid to come to the centre, like you know. As I said, like uh, it's a, a very good service, and we've been long enough looking for a service like this, like yeah. you know. And now that it's here, like I'd always say, like uh, we, it'd be always good, like if people could donate to the centre also to keep yeah. going, you know. And uh, we said like. Uh, as uh, Sandra uh, fell and the girls like ha have been doing great work, like in fairness, and uh, anything is always welcome. Like you know, especially in the Christmas time, they do a great uh, bags for people, like and get them through that time yeah. of the year. And the Christmas dinner and stuff as well. But tell me, you know, we're, we're going through a cost of living crisis at the moment. The cost of everything has gone up, and God knows, electricity bills and gas bills have gone through the roof. Uh, how are you dealing with with those kind of costs? Well, all you can do, like, is. Uh, you, you, you pay as much as you can when you have it, like, you know, and what's happening really, like, is uh, what people are doing, like, uh, if the gas bill has gone high, like, they'll just try and pay that one, and then you'll probably want the ESB, but, like, it's hard to keep them all paid, like, yeah. you know, because the uh, social welfare only goes so far, yeah. and uh, the way social welfare is, like, it's, uh, it's not really in tune with the uh, cost of living. And also, like, you know, the price rises that you have in shops, like, it's is just changing every week. And that's the problem. Pat, I know you're a great Elvis impersonator as well. And if we've time towards the end of my... I won't put you on the spot now. Don't know the fear in the eyes, Pat. Don't worry. Nicola, you're a service provider here as well. And you're a single parent as well. No, so I'm actually... Oh, sorry. My, but you are a parent of, yeah. of two kids as yeah. well. So what does it mean for you then to be able to come here and avail of the service? 
Well, I wouldn't be ashamed to come to the door. Yeah. I love meeting new people. I'm very chatty. So I wouldn't be ashamed to use this because as the way I look at it is I'm not the only person that will be coming to the door. There's plenty more. But the cost of living, yeah. oh my God, it's atrocious. The inflation of everything. I used to be able to get, what would you say, about six, seven full bags. Now I don't even get that. Um, and when you have kids in the house, it is a struggle. Yeah. And I'm not going to deny it. Everyone is struggling. Um, but coming here every, every time like oh it's it's just opens your day for you yeah. how long have you been using it i'm using the service since my kids were primary school so i'd say about four four years yeah five years at that and it's just a great help even with the kids going back to school as well because joy you get the kind of bag for the kids for going back to school all school supplies in it and that that is a good help as well because it's where what you get in the bag, it's, it's mm. versatile, so you can make into different dinners and different lunches, yeah. and that's kind of the, the main point of it, isn't it? Like, my, my kids, just to put a dinner together, they juice the pasta itself yeah. alone, with jar of sauce, mm -hmm. and that's, that's what they do, like. So they're, it is helpful, you know, because I actually, there's times there you couldn't even afford some of the stuff, you have to depend on something. Because yeah. you're finding now the cost of doing a grocery shop, I mean, you're spending at least 50 or 60 more than you were. You do over 100 euro on shopping and still you'll be lucky. You have to depend on what you get here yeah. because it just on top. But it still doesn't last like. Yeah. And it as a mum, you're trying to get lunches and snacks and everything well, done. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're, by come the following Tuesday, you're thinking... We'll, we'll throw something together like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't last like it was before do you think what what needs to be done at a government level and pat i might direct this at you a little bit as well what needs to be done at government level to to protect and just to look after ordinary families and ordinary citizens well i remember now going back when i had my daughter now like the money was brilliant like every three months if it, that, there was a 500 payment for per child did that they done away with all that and that was brilliant to supply for your kids even going to school whatever yeah and they done away with all that um then i remember children's allowance used to be more than 140 they cut down but every time do you know i think stuff stuff like that should have been stayed the same to it for to supply for kids every week yeah. or even schooling is not even cheap it's, it's not it's pure costly like but you learn to survive and learn to live with that but the way kids are going on can i have this can i have that yeah and the inflation and stuff is not helping either yeah and pat, you can't say no to kids either uh, that's the problem maybe we should start saying no though that's the problem <laughs> but pat could i ask you that i know we're being promised um a package by the government maybe next tuesday that will help everybody a universal package for you personally what would you like to see in that package well, what I'd like to see in that package, like, is to help everybody, really, you know. That's in, with, uh, social welfare, it's hard to keep going, like, on the levels that it is at today, like, uh, if the price increases in the shops, uh, came to a kind of a, a steadfast, like, where people know what, what they need to shop every week, like, how much they need, at least that would help too, like, because, yeah. uh, if, if everything goes up the whole time, social welfare is not able to meet it, like, you know, yeah. with today's, uh, value, like, you know. And, uh, I really think, like, they need to do something there, like, is to, is to, uh, to raise social welfare, like 
and to, to, to raise a disability allowance like and pensioners, all the uh, rates should be all <laughs> risen to uh, the cost of living of today. Because yeah. uh, it's it's gone too far now. Like say, like before, maybe five, ten years ago, you probably do okay with what the rates are now. But like we're living in different times, you know. Yeah. And um, money, like you could have five, you could have a lot of money in your pocket one day. Next day, you have no money. Yeah. Everything costs so much. That's the problem. And Sandra, I mean, if, just to, to finish up then, um, I mean, you, I'm sure you see no end in sight for the service here. It's going to keep going and keep going. Uh, yeah, as I say, look, we've grown every fortnight. Our numbers are increasing. Uh, it, it really breaks my heart uh, to see. And all different sectors of society. It's not just the ones that we think that require the help, you know. Um, we have new people, new local people. It's not just refugees are coming for the service. Is that a problem that we're having maybe that, you know, the, the refugees are a very easy scapegoat maybe for people to direct that resentment and that anger and that it's not really the case? Yeah, absolutely. They'll say, oh, God, they're taking now the food uh, from the food bank, which is not true at all, as I mentioned earlier. No, lots of them, our numbers have decreased, probably 40 or 50 registered last year. Now we're down to 10 or 15 uh, per fortnight so that's not true but what we do see is people that we don't well again judgment we didn't expect to see them here and now they're pulling up and asking for help and we often get texts or phone calls outside the service hours here 9 to 11 on a Thursday saying look do you mind if we come about half eight when no one sees us pulling up in the car or um, I don't want my husband or my wife to know I'm picking up the, the groceries from yourselves. Um, we've heard of uh, stories of domestic violence because one lady's husband found out that she collected food from here and she wasn't allowed to come back here. So things like that, like we've heard so many heartbreaking stories. We've heard people homeless uh, living in their cars and we give out food then that actually require an oven or a cooker to cook on. So then we try to actually work around that, maybe cereals, try to get the milk, you know, so it's we're very flexible in our service. Um, I have to say, Breda and Marie, they're excellent. If I give them a call, I say, look, there's a family who want to come down. They won't come during working hours. Do you mind? They'll say, absolutely. Uh, let's work with them. So it's we may be only open nine to eleven on Thursdays, but uh, in saying that our door is always open. Yeah. You will never see anyone stuck for food. And uh, as long as we have it, we'll give it. You know, Anyone who can donate then, finally, can they donate food or money or, or how, what's the best way of doing it? Ideally, it would be food. People want to, non-perishable food, obviously. Yeah. And in date, we've yeah. seen people before give food. They've emptied out their presses and uh, it's out of date. And we're all culprits of that. We all yeah. have food out of date in the presses. And I say that tongue-in-cheek, but look, it's not really nice to be giving food out of date to people and we wouldn't do it. But in saying that, look, they can contact through Facebook. Uh, we have Nina Food Bank. Uh, also, my number, Sandra Farrell, is readily available uh, on the internet. You can Google my name, my number pops up. Sometimes a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. Uh, so contact me either by text or a call and we'll sure to accommodate people and look after them as best we can. And we do, when, when it's when it's necessary we do link in with the Irish Red Cross they were phenomenal uh, during the Covid outbreak they did so many deliveries for us they were an amazing group of people and uh, if needed if someone's isolated or an older person has no way of transport we'll actually deliver to them like we don't have many volunteers to go out and deliver food but in a stream circumstance if no one has a way into town we'll deliver to them yeah. you know so that is available so look anyone that needs us 
come contact us. I'll say no judgment. You're always welcome with a smile and we'll give you a bag of food um, when we can, when we have it. And well done. I know we're, we're starting to wind up here. It's open till 11 here on Kenyon Street. And thanks to, to everyone here at the Food Bank who had us this morning, Fran, and to the service users, Pat and Nicola as well. So that's it from Kenyon Street. Uh, if anyone wants to donate, uh, it's on our Facebook page and we'll put uh, those details up on the Tip FM Facebook page and website too later on. All right, Ali, thanks very much indeed for that. And uh, thanks to Sandra for uh, hosting that uh, piece this morning from the Food Bank in Nina. Um, uh, Paul was on to us, uh, an old friend of mine, Paul Laffords. And Paul says, good morning, friend, listening to Alison's report. It's so sad and infuriating at the same time. One of the wealthiest nations on earth with people relying on food banks. It's so wrong. Imagine how bad it would be without them. Meanwhile, hardworking families are relying on the cost of living supports while utility companies report uh, supernormal profits. Only this week it was reported that gas and electricity prices are lower than when the proxy war started. Uh, something has gone very wrong. Uh, Fran, as a nation, we're accepting this. Where are the fighting Irish gone? That's in from uh, Paul Lafford. Catherine says, can I ask what help is out there for middle-income groups working hard, struggling to pay a mortgage, putting kids through school, etc. None, as far as I can see. And Patrick was on to say, I hope the TDs are listening to Ali's piece on the show. It's a joke what's happening in this country. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry in association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie